oh. uh, because Bed Bath and Beyond went bankrupt. Really? Yeah, I don't know if you guys what? heard that, but I think either earlier today or yesterday they announced they are bankrupt. I don't know any details about it, but I always get that in Bed Bath and Beyond. What? Wait, did you say Bath Bed Bath and Beyond? Bed Bath and Beyond. Oh, I Bath and Body Works. That's what I was. Thinking. I always get a mix. Those yeah. are different things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> when which one is the big st- like the Bed Bath and Beyond? I think that's yeah. the one that's going out of business. Oh, now I should double Bath check. Bath and Body Works. Pretty can't, sure. They're no, so they're, popular. You could say one meaning the other, and I would still think it's the other one. Yeah. I I always get. I a mix didn't up. know they were different things until right now. <laughs> This is the Boys Down Bad podcast, and we are extremely excited to welcome on a producer for the wildly successful Bustin' with the Boys podcast, JP Hovey to the pod. JP, welcome on. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all, boys. You bet. Thanks for coming on, dude. So first, I wanted to say congrats on the Arizona State spring ball victory. That was awesome. Mm. You Needed on- that one bad. Yeah. You were on Will's team and were the number one pick, right? Number one draft choice. Hey, that's- I appreciate y'all knowing that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We got you. How'd that feel? It felt good, man. But, you know, honestly, I was never I wasn't really too concerned about where I was going to be picked because I know I'm a number one pick caliber player. And if I was passed up, it's just another person to prove wrong. So (laughs) but it it felt nice. It felt there was a lot of validation. Yeah, we love that. So when you were on the sidelines, did you get to like call any plays or like what was your role out there? So I did not get to call any plays towards the beginning. And I really didn't call any plays at the end either, but I was given a headset. Okay. And once I once I had the headset on, the players started to respect me some more. They started coming to me. You know, I'm, I'm in their ear a little bit like, hey, when you're getting off the line, you need to shuffle those feet a little more, <laughs> swim through. And then, you know, we, we picked it up and we won by two possessions. So yeah. that was huge. Yeah, no, it was a blast, dude. Arizona State, like, you know, we all hear the stories about Arizona State and how much fun it is, and it is kind of wild. Their football team, like, hasn't had as much success, but they're – I mean, it was a blast. The coach is a stud. Dillingham is the man, and the players were – I mean, they have some some ballers on their team, so hopefully he can get them right. He's that was fun. He's what? Pretty young. Yeah, he's like 34. He went to the same high school as Taylor. And oh, was like a year that. older than him. Oh wow, that's insane. <laughs> Nuts, dude! At, at one time at that high school, they had Dave Ziegler, Dillingham. Dave Ziegler is the GM of the Raiders, mm-hmm. and Dillingham and Taylor all underneath the same roof. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> Nuts. Sweet. Well, that's awesome to hear. Um, we want to get a little bit into your story. Um, how did you end up getting to Boston? Can you walk us through that? Yeah. Um, like, so I was a, I was a broadcast journalism major in college and I went to university of South Carolina, but they really just kind of teach you how to do local news type stuff. But it was the first time I had learned like video editing. Um, but it was all basic and local news is boring. And, you know, like you're in college and you're going to have to tell a story at a gas station about like, why cheese it's now cost three ninety nine instead of two ninety nine. I'm like I'm like going crazy, man. And anytime I like try to be creative, they're kind of like shooting it down. What are you doing? Blah blah blah. So I knew I was never gonna do that. Um but at the same time, like all the creative media was blowing up. 
So like Nebraska's creative media department is sick. Like they have Nick and all them, they crush. Shout out Nick and Colin. But that stuff was like just starting to blow up as I was leaving school. So it's kind of tough timing for me. But uh, I took like an internship in Dallas, Texas with the Northern Texas PGA. And I was doing media and marketing, basically going to youth tournaments and taking photos and making like small highlight tapes of from the tournament. And I mainly just wanted to like get out of South Carolina and experience something new. And it was a good time, but uh, it's still just like golf. Golf's doing a better job now, but they weren't the most like forward thinking sport. And uh, so I felt like some of my ideas and, you know, like I'm goofy by nature and they weren't really like letting me kind of be myself as much as I would have liked through, through some content. Um, and then I left there. That was like a six month deal. And then I started working at IMG Academy, which sports fans know what it is. But for those who don't, it's just a sports boarding school that it's either the best athletes in the country or the richest kids in the world go there. <laughs> um, and so I was like, you know, I'm like, yeah, I, I would love to come down here and work. And I, one of my passions is working with kids. I was like a swim coach in the summer growing up and I've like coached basketball, church basketball teams and stuff. So I was like, this would be great. They had an opening for a residential mentor. So basically like your RA in college, but for high schoolers and middle schoolers. And that was like my, my, my foot in. And uh, when I was there, the whole plan was like, all right, I'm going to come to IMG Academy, obviously do my job as best I can as a mentor. And then I'm going to start finessing my way in with the videography stuff and hopefully get on their social media teams. And so I start working with like um, some, mainly like some tennis players because it seemed like that they were getting the least amount of attention at IMG, which is IMG started as a tennis academy. So in my head, I'm thinking like, you know, the best way to get a job is like, how can you provide value? They got the football and basketball covered. Nobody's hitting tennis. And these guys, these kids are probably paying for the basketball and football players to like come to school here. So I didn't really know too much about it. But I went out there and filmed this guy, Dennis Shapovalov, who's a he's like top 20 in the world. He's a young Canadian kid at the time. He was 19. He beat Nadal when he was 17. And that's what like put him on the map. And, uh, I went and did some stuff for him. Cause all the kids, I was in charge of middle schoolers, which is chaos in itself. But they were like, you gotta go meet Dennis. Like he's the man, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, like I'll go out there. And he comes up to me. He's like, man, dude, can you uh, like send me this stuff? I've never, like I never have any content for practice or or anything. I'm like, yeah, for sure. And I get his number, go back to the dorms, and all the kids are freaking out. Dude, no way. You you met Dennis. Like, what's he like? That's so sick. And you know, I'm like three years older than Dennis at the time, too. So it's like, <laughs> like, yeah, like he, he's cool. Um, but then I looked him up and saw that he was like kind of a, a big deal in the tennis world. I'm like, man, if this dude doesn't have content like what does that mean for everyone else mm. so i started like really working with the tennis people there and uh that's when i like started to get my first sort of big names on my videography page mm. making like just little like hype videos 60 second reels um and then 
I would try to get in with the football guys as, as well. So like destroying the YouTuber, he lived down in Sarasota at the time. Like I went to one of his seven on seven events, made a video that got a decent amount of views. And then ultimately, like I wanted to pursue the tennis route because nobody was doing it. And uh, the like hotbed of tennis is South Florida. And so IMG is in Bradenton, Sarasota, which is on the West Coast, like our south of Tampa. Uh, all this other stuff, all the tennis stuff's going on in like Miami and Fort Lauderdale and Delray Beach, so other coast. And uh, decided to leave IMG to just start my own videography business and like take a stab at it. And this is like when I first got connected with Will, but I wasn't, I didn't know that I was being connected with Will. Like my first client, if you will, um, it was Matt Jones and he, he used to play running back at Florida. And then he played with the Redskins same time as Will. And we didn't like, I didn't know who Will was at the time. So it's not like I'm saying what's up to Matt. Like, Oh dude, you know, Will Compton. Um, but he was like a super nice guy. And he was like my first dude that was paying me for stuff outside of my time at IMG ultimately left Bradenton, Sarasota and moved over to, uh, Fort Lauderdale, Boca Raton. And, uh, just started like knocking on doors legitimately, like showing up to tennis academies, introducing myself, showing my work. And like, you know, one of probably like 20 people gave me a, a shot. Sure. So that was tough. And like kind of starting to slowly like run out of my savings and, you know, you still got to pay the bills and everything. And uh, I went home for a little bit like for a couple weeks and um mma is also massive in south florida so i'm like man i gotta start hitting these gyms and this guy steven thompson wonder boy he's a ufc guy he's from my hometown and i got in touch with him and i'm like hey can i come by and make a video for you like i'm a big fan slash this is what i'm trying to do I, i'm living down in florida and this would like help me out big time and he's like the nicest guy of all time he it's like he is the nicest mother effer is like his tagline in the UFC. And he like truly is. And uh, so he let me come do some videos. So then I was able to go back down to Florida and I had like had him on my page and stuff. I still, I went by American top team, which is where like George Masvidal, um, I'm blank, like all these Colby Covington was there, like all these top dudes. And they like legit crack the door open, like barely. They're like, what do you need? You know, I'm like 23 years old coming into MMA gym. I'm don't sleep on me. I'm, you know, a little cut. I got, I got some muscles on me, but I'm still, I'm, I'm nervous and I'm intimidated. And I'm like, uh, yeah, like I'm JP. I do videography. Just wondering like if any fighters want some content, like I'd love to work with the guys here. It doesn't matter if they're in the UFC or not. Like, I just want to help out. The guy's like, yeah, let me go talk to the manager. Close the door, and he's back in, like, seven seconds. Clearly, he didn't go talk to the manager. He's like, we're not interested. <laughs> Slams the door. I'm like, oh, my God, this is this is not good. Um, so then I look up there at, like, American Top Team's rival, who is the Black Zillions, which is now Killcliffe, which is where Michael Chandler trains. Hmm. Um, and Gilbert Burns, Usman used to train there, all these guys. So I go there, and – this guy he was running their like smoothie station his name's ray he's like one of my best friends now but 
he's like a massive entrepreneur type guy, but though, you know, he was the smoothie guy. I was the random videographer and I was just like, Hey man, this is what I do. Like I heard this is where the guys train at. And I'm trying to like, you know, add some value and get my resume up and everything. He's like, Oh bro, I'll introduce you for sure. Like as the guys come in, we practice, they practice at these times. And like, I got you. And uh, sure enough, I come back a couple hours later, all the fighters are walking in. Ray points out this one kid, Dustin scrappy. And he's like, uh, dude, scrappy, you got to meet my boy JP. Like he's nice with the videos. Ray is talking about me. Like we were, we were friends forever. And uh, Scrappy's like, yeah, I mean, I'm down. Like, let me see some of your stuff. Like, show him the Wonder Boy video. Before he even watches the video, he's like, oh, dude, you did stuff with Wonder Boy? Like, yeah, come on, come on. I'm like, my plan is working. <laughs> and, um, so I go in with him and was able to get in with, like, some MMA guys, some in the UFC, some trying to make it to the UFC. And that was the first time I met Michael Chandler. And that was before I, again, I didn't, did not know about busting with the boys. And, uh, the first time that I had like spoken to Mike, I knew who he was. I'm a big UFC fan. Like I was filming for somebody and he was coaching the practice and the music was on. And I was like standing kind of close to the speakers and he just like looks over and he goes, so we're just going to blast the music as loud as we can, uh, while I'm trying to coach and nobody's going to do anything about it. And I'm like pissing down my leg. I'm like, oh my <laughs> God, like I'm about to get, first I'm probably about to get beat up. Then I'm going to get kicked out of the gym. And then I'm just screwed. And then he runs over. He's like, I'll do it myself. And he comes over and he's like, hey man, just want to let you know, like I'm just messing around. Like it, <laughs> I'm just playing with you. I'm like, thank God. Um, but I started doing some stuff. USA Boxing reached out. So I started doing some stuff with USA Boxing, travel around with them a little bit. And uh like finally got to the point where I was making enough money to like pay my rent, pay for my food. And like, I was self-sustaining. I wasn't like, nothing was going into the savings, but I was like, I was doing it. And I, it gave me like a very large sense of confidence in myself. And just like, it's like, okay, like, you know, I was able to move to a new city where I didn't know anybody and like kind of may not make it, but you know, you survive. And uh, so then I got, like on the same day, um, the UFC posted some job posting and my, and then another friend from home, he sent me Will's Instagram story and Will's like, Oh, we're looking for a videographer. If you think that could be one of the boys, tell him to swipe up. And my friend sent it to me. He's like, bro, you should check this out. You should apply. So I go check out the podcast. I like, you know, probably how everybody feels when they first see him. It's like, Oh, these dudes are dope. Like they seem super cool. They're funny down to earth i'm like yeah i'll apply but like i'm probably not gonna get it um just because my resume is just, is very like you know non-traditional um because I, I like keep up with everybody in the industry and what they're doing compared to what i'm doing and it's like just night and day difference but uh yeah so i swiped up and applied and um i got to like the final round of both the ufc and busting with the boys and my girlfriend, we still date. She lives in, in Nashville. The UFC job would have been in Las Vegas. Both are dream jobs, like, yeah. especially coming from the spot I was in of, like, where people are shutting me down and everything. Um, but ultimately, I didn't get the UFC job. I got the busting with the boys job. And then, like, three weeks in 
to the job with bus and somehow or another will and i are driving and i'm like dude i was like in the final round with you guys and the ufc he was like oh i, I can tell you this now but he's like this is actually crazy because the person that they wanted their number one draft choice to, was also the guy in the ufc interview so oh, like really? me and him were both the final two of both interviews really both got both companies wanted him which is tough for me <laughs> but like, hey, it worked out it worked out and like three months later the ufc reaches back out to me we're actually at the nebraska game in the fall and they're like hey um we like we we messed up we have another position that we want to give you like we want to offer you before we post it out there all this stuff I'm like, yo, what is, what has happened in my life? Like in four months time, I went from nothing to like dreams coming true. And uh, I told Will, I was like, dude, the UFC just asked me like, you know, I love the UFC. He's like, so what do you like? So what are you saying? I'm like, I mean, obviously I want to stay with you guys, but like, I'm honestly, I'm kind of looking for advice. And he's like, well, it sounds like, you know, maybe we should give you a raise or something. I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah for sure but kind of like a testament to like the kind of person will is because he could have easily taken advantage of me and just been like oh congrats man like you know we have you under contract for a year but he was like you know used as a teaching moment like going forward if this ever does happen um like you can use this as leverage to get yourself paid more yada yada but that's the hopefully not too long version of how i got in with with bussing dude that's an awesome story and you know it takes a lot of balls to do all the things that you did was there ever a moment where you're like oh shit like i shouldn't i shouldn't be doing this like i'm in way over my head dude oh uh, yeah definitely i mean i probably had two of those moments even even when i moved to uh to dallas i, I like it's like hard to make friends as when you're out of school it's because everybody's busy doing their own thing and um I just remember walking around Dallas one time as I'm kind of like bored with the golf stuff and Dallas is a massive city. I'm just like walking around downtown exploring. I'm like, man, like what, how, like, why did I leave? Like I could have easily just got a job in Greenville and, you know, done like something random. Um, and cause you know, you see on Snapchat, all your friends are doing stuff and hanging out. Not a lot of people from Greenville ever really move. Um, I'm just like, I messed up big time. And then in florida as i'm struggling along like i love going to the beach and there is plenty of times i'm just sitting on the beach like dude <laughs> like it seems like everything it seems like things should be working based off of what i'm doing and how i'm networking and how i'm approaching people but like the obstacles i was running into especially with tennis it was like nobody was doing what i was doing and i was offering at the cheapest rate and they weren't being receptive of it and I couldn't figure it out for the life of me. Um, but I was always prepared to like go to zero in all my accounts and everything. And I'm like a conservative person. So I like, I had money saved up and I'm like, you know, now in your twenties is the time to go for broke. And I was like fully prepared to do that. And I always like, my parents are great. They always believe in me. And I always kind of like, I always believe in myself as well. And once you like get numb to the nose, everything gets so much easier because legitimately I'm a perfect example. All it takes is one. Yes. And you know, I'm optimistic by nature and you just kind of like, 
you make it to midnight every day, as my dad says, and you just stay like optimistic. And so there was definitely those times though. That's awesome. Awesome story, dude. Yeah. So my first question is, what does it truly mean to be for the boys? <laughs> dude, it means a lot of different things. There's several, several answers. The, the, like what, if you were to ask Will that question, he would say, and you say, if you were like, get applying for the job, it would be like, you know, you're willing to sacrifice, you know, some late nights, some early mornings, some just, it's like a very, uh, like non-traditional type job as far as the work hours go. And like you, you put the brand before yourself in like sometimes your personal life and obviously in the professional life. And you're just like willing to make the sacrifices for the betterment of the brand. And then a more fun answer is like, uh, you gotta be easy. You gotta be able to laugh at yourself. And I'm trying to think what I, what I'm trying to get at. And I don't care if this stays in, I don't know how you guys feel about this stuff, but you know, like we do a lot, like we do a lot of sus things at the bus and you gotta be, you gotta be for the boys. And we're not talking about, you know, nothing goes down, but like, if you're for the boys, you're for the boys. And that is one of the things that like you got You got to be down to it. It's like hanging out in a locker room. And if you're not for the boys in the locker room, then it, it doesn't turn out well. So I'm trying, I don't know how to articulate it, but I think you guys know what that's, I'm trying to say. That's a perfect answer right there. I, I would yeah. say. Perfect. Yeah, oh. no doubt. <laughs> so talking about Will and Taylor, obviously two just awesome dudes. What, what kind of like makes them stand out or what's different about them that helped them get to where they are aside from like being in the NFL, but having an amazing yeah. Um, I would say, cause like through the, uh, you know, th like three or like four years I've been doing the videography stuff. I've worked with a decent amount of athletes and they are like the most, uh, I mean, MMA is different cause those guys weren't big, but as far as guys with big platforms, they're like the most authentic ones that I had come across. And like Guys are all guys are authentic when you meet them face to face, but Will and Taylor are the same people on camera that they are off camera. And that's where like some other athletes, it's it's not the case. Like they'll give you a nice buttoned up answer on camera, but you're never getting like they're never like actually speaking their mind. And that's what like authenticity trumps everything and will ultimately lead to like the largest success. And both of those guys are extremely authentic. So that's what kind of separates them from other athletes. That's awesome. You can tell just from, you know, all the the pods and the the social clips you guys put out. They're just they're just awesome dudes. Um what is your like specific role on the bus? Like what are you responsible for for the boys? Yeah. Um I'm like up until recently, I was pretty much responsible for like all of the content. Um, so, you know, like I'll do, I do all the vlogs, make all the little clips from the vlogs. I would go back. Bloss handles like the, the final episode and put it on YouTube and like the final audio, but like, I will watch the episode back, make notes on it, decide like which clips we're going to cut. Uh, if things need to get deleted from an episode, then like make that call. Uh, so pretty much just like all content you see is what I was editing or filming. 
now we have Mitch in and Mitch, he pretty much helps me out, take some stuff off my plate. Um, and Garrett, he handles like graphics, live events, operations type stuff. Jack does all the social media and Jack makes a lot of the stuff you see too. Sweet. How long do episodes normally take for you to edit? Oh man, it depends on the episode. And like, I think, cause that like the way I would interpret that question of like, how long does it take to edit would be like, how long does it take to make all the clips for it as well? Because editing the actual episode isn't too, too tough because they pretty much let everything fly. Like we don't cut very much stuff out. Um, but like a full episode turnaround. I mean, it probably takes like so much of the time is spent on waiting for your computer to upload something. But I would say you're not done with like all of your content from an episode. We'll film it on Monday, like at noon. And then it could last like an hour and a half or whatever. Then it probably takes like four hours to go through and then another six or eight hours to make all the clips and everything. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And that's just how we do it. Other pot, other brands, you know, they don't have as much emphasis on social clips or they have more emphasis, but it all just depends. Gotcha. Might be a tough question, but out of all the guests you've been there or seen on the pod, do you have a favorite? Yeah, it is tough because uh, I mean, I like a lot of the guys, um, which is another cool thing about Will and Taylor. Like you can tell by a guest, like kind of what the type of people your hosts are and they like, they attract good people. Um, but my favorite, God, I feel like I just told somebody this the other day too. Um, let's Dude, we've had we have like so many episodes now. You guys have been all... out a ton lately too. Yeah, it's been chaos recently. Dude, oh yeah, yeah. I think because I'm all about like the the laughs and everything. Uh, Leonard Fournette might be my favorite. That was a good one. He's he's all time. Him and Melvin Gordon were like, I was just crying the whole time. We just filmed one with Bobby Lee and Andrew Santino that comes out tomorrow. That was, I mean, hilarious. I like, I wish there was, we had more time with them. <laughs> but yeah, I would say like Leonard Fournette and Melvin Gordon were funniest. Pat McAfee was dope just because it's Pat McAfee. And like, I kicked and punted growing up. So I always looked up to Pat. And then to get to meet him, do a little long snap to him. That was, uh, that was, that was really cool. Yeah. We, cause Will wanted to get a punt set in with Pat. <laughs> so well, if you're gonna get a punt set in, you need as close as the NFL long snapper as you can get. So throw me that rock. Is it on the money? Oh, dude, it was on right hip. Good. Yeah. Contract coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Do you have a uh favorite story? Not necessarily guess, but favorite story that you've got to experience through busting with the boys? Yeah, I mean, dude, so many of the experiences for me are like dream dreams come true. You know, you like grow up. I always grew up or when going to South Carolina game, just thinking like, man, that must be so sick to like watch the game on the field. And then you so you know, we get to go on the field to the games. But the craziest, like, holy crap, what's going on is definitely recently with Dana White and, and Taylor gambling. I mean, bro, like they're Dana at one point is down like 550 grand. 
and you just see it in chips and like I mean, y'all know how I mean I'm like bro slide me one of those chips <laughs> and change my life forever yeah <laughs> so like I think that that's the craziest where you just feel like you're in another world um that yeah that's probably like the number one wildest did you guys have another uh video of um dana and taylor at the casino coming out soon yeah it actually just dropped 30 minutes ago oh okay i need to go check that out the clips are yeah i know i'm hoping nobody texts yeah we i haven't had any texts about something being wrong so we should be all good i love that so one of my favorite people on the internet has bula what was oh god um is he just as electric as he looks when you see him on the internet bro yeah hasbulla lives up to all the hype um like when he walked in because like mark Wahlberg was there and i was like mark Wahlberg is as a-list as a-list can get yeah and um like so mark Wahlberg is there the nelk boys are there all these famous people are in there and Hasbulla walks in, the whole place goes dead silent. And like it's legit, just all of us are just like like waiting. And you know, of course, the, the first like sound he makes is like a huh. And we're all just dying. We're like, oh, let's go. Like this guy's the best. And uh yeah, I mean, dude, he just like it was an aura of like fame that like I and nobody in that room had experience like Wahlberg even said it to his people like he's like man I've never like been around somebody I think like so transcendent and there's this is like a different a whole different level <laughs> coming from Mark Wahlberg that's insane yeah I'm, dude I'm telling you and it's hilarious like if you do ever meet him uh if you ever meet Hasbulla and you want your in just ask him about his cat because he loves his cat and all the other stuff, you can tell he gets kind of like, you know, he doesn't just want to like slap people all the time or whatever. And I told Will, I'm like, dude, ask him about Barsic. And uh, he Will asked him about Barsic. And he went on this like, you know, two minute long rant and like was smiling the whole time. I'm like, oh, dude, we're so in. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was, it was cool. Now, that, uh, yeah, if we, if Hasbulla would have come on the podcast, the answer would be Hasbulla. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100% um that's awesome have you what's the biggest uh like screw up that you guys have had like we have something that goes wrong on the pod like literally every week and do you guys experience that stuff too dude yeah a ton, i mean the past two weeks like the audio wasn't lining up with the video and i mean like you, you could you can see the file on our computer and it's normal and then for whatever reason in youtube it's uh it's like off, but you know, and it, like it happens late at night. So you don't like do your double checking. And so that like that has happened. Um, there was only, there was one time um, a video file got lost. It was like a KFC episode. So that was tough. And then like, sometimes are we like record with a ninja, like a ATEM an Atomos thing. My Wi-Fi is cut, but uh, that like froze one time mid podcast, and Will and Taylor are like always so in the moment, and Will will just like freak out. Oh, what's going on? What's going on back there? In, like panic mode, <laughs> and so then it stresses you out because it's like, oh god, like you're letting everyone down. But dude, it always happens, and every time you record, 
there's like a piece of me in the back of my head. I'm stressed out. 100%. We had please, to, please go right. We had an interview and we got all the way through it and realized it didn't record any of it. <laughs> Dude, I did one with my friend and he's a stud and he like has helped me with a bunch of my stuff. But I was like their first guest and he was using this thing called Riverside, which is like another form of Zoom basically. And we're like six or seven minutes in and I, for whatever reason, clicked in my head. Like I never heard the like recording has started. I'm like, yo, I don't know if like if I should see it on my end. He's like, oh snap, dude. Like, yeah. But the only reason I know that is because I've been in the same, same spot. Yeah. It's tough. So we might be hitting you up after this saying, Hey, it didn't record. <laughs> yeah. No, hey, let me know. I, I trust me. I see it's recording right now. So I think we're good, but we'll see i'm I'm easy never know until you have it dude literally till that thing is live (laughs) so what's been your favorite part of just like barstool in general and then more specifically with busting with the boys favorite part has got to just be meeting meeting everybody and a a sleep i'll expand on that but a, a sleeper favorite part is the food i've gotten to experience okay man eating eating with these guys like taylor Taylor will order everything just so like everybody can try it. And I have had the, and I like, I can put down some food for sure. Um, and I've had like the coolest dining experiences of all time, like with these guys, which is a, a very underrated thing. Like, cause any other chance, like I'm not having these meals. No. <laughs> like, I mean, they cost way too much. They're like way out of mine. And so it's nice of them like to, treat us to those experiences but yeah the people you meet man it's like like i said before you're just a kid and you dream about you watch college game day growing up and you're like oh man like kirk i don't like kirk herb street now when i was a kid i liked him but now he's biased towards clemson and he's a cornball hopefully i get to meet him one day and say this to his face <laughs> but you know like it's like that type of stuff is just like awesome and you it's a. I hope that like everybody in my shoes, never like you know gets numb to it because it really is like it's cool and it's just like a crazy life experience. Hundred percent. So we're obviously big Nebraska fans. One of my favorite episodes was when you guys had Matt Rule on. Just got me way too fired up, dude. Did you get a chance to like talk to Matt Rule at all or meet him? Or? I did. the The first thing I had to ask him was if he is the one running his Twitter. Yeah, um, yeah. We were wondering about that. All those emojis. It it is him. He, he is running it. Did he give like an explanation for it? He just think he thinks it's like fun and funny. He's like the ultimate dad, kind of when it came to it. And uh, he was like, "What you think I will have somebody somebody tweet that for me?" I'm like, I, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know you. <laughs> um but dude i mean i really liked him and i'm a falcons fan and he obviously he was with the panthers so i don't really have i never had a reason to like him yeah. um but man meeting him like we've met a lot of coaches and i like i would leave beamer at god tier because i love beamer but like dude rule as far as uh, just like pat like passion about like the youth playing football like youth as in college and like you can just tell the only reason that it didn't work out in the nfl besides maybe he didn't have enough time was 
he like probably cares too much about the individual and in the NFL, you can't do that because, you know, you can't be loyal to, to a guy that's not producing, but it may like hearing him in person, it makes so much sense why he was so successful in college at every school he was at. Like the guy just cares about the kids and cares about like the important things too, just with life and everything. And you can tell those guys love him. Like we, we had McCaffrey on and he like loved rule and told that little story about rule seeing or McCaffrey saw rules family in the airport. And it's like, the yeah, I mean, he's, you can't say enough good things about him. Like, you should be stoked that he's your coach. So you guys, are you done with the spring tour now? Yeah, we're done with the spring tour. I'm sending this message really fast. Yeah, we're done with the spring tour. The We were supposed to go to Colorado and meet up with Dion, but that didn't, he had to film something. Um, so I think we're going to go to the Nebraska-Colorado game okay. this fall, which will be dope. And we'll we'll get to meet him which will be a really cool, cool experience. But um, yeah. That was my we next do. question was, are you going to be, are you coming to Lincoln? Are the boys coming to Lincoln again? We'll be there for the Nebraska, Michigan. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Love that. So yeah. I hope maybe the bus will reside in Lincoln. Yeah. We love that. Yeah. And I will be last year. I was on a, uh, I rode with Michigan as far as like, what we had on the gambling stuff with the spread and everything. And I was riding with Taylor, hoping to sway his, his allegiance when Tennessee played South Carolina and he stabbed me in the back. So I would, <laughs> I'm no longer riding with Taylor on pretty much anything. We're go big so red. I'm, yeah. I'm all, I'm all go big red GBR all weekend, all season. So how are the vibes feeling for year 10? Are we feeling good about getting it done for year 10 this year? <laughs> Yes, we are feeling it. We are feeling good. Year 10 is more now of a, I'm have my phone. Cause I'm gonna show you a photo. Um, year 10 is now more of a, a mindset than it is a, you know, a contract. Love that. <laughs> we can all like, we all like, if you're gritty, you all have like year 10 in you. Yes. <laughs> and you know, this is a, this just showed up at Will's house. Oh, uh, let me see. Oh, let's go. <laughs> and Man, I wish it would focus in on there it goes. There we and go. the, the the most important part of that, let me zoom in on the tag to show that year 10 is officially on is it is a 2021 jersey oh. and it's on field. Let's go. So, I don't year- know how much how much more you want, you know, like for the haters, yeah, as far as they go. Your 10 is there. Just yeah, so now, I mean, I, I don't know if it's official yet, if if it's still year 10.2, or if now that the jersey's in hand, are we on to year 11? I We have to ask stuff to talk to Will. That's a good point. Let us know. Yeah, I'm kind of on the train of year, just keeping year 10 and just year 10.2, 10.3, 10.4. I think it's it's always year 10. Just it's always year been 10. year 10. It was always year 10. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, one of my last questions for you. Do you have any um, advice for smaller podcasts who are trying to grow their stuff? Um, like what's going to make you successful? Yeah, the consistency is the the number one thing. Uh, 
and just and posting on all of the platforms like youtube shorts is just a gift from the creator gods um like i i have a youtube channel i don't ever have time to like post on it but like i posted a video of a tennis player of that dennis guy 20 second video um just of him like warming up and i got like a thousand subscribers off of it oh jeez yeah so it's like ridiculous and you just you want to especially when you're starting out you want to have something especially on youtube up every day whether it's a short or whatever like jake paul and logan paul when they're starting out you know they put a vlog up every single day of the year 365 days which is insane but that stuff pays pays dividends so the consistency is the number one thing and then nowadays like there's so many blueprints out there like keeping up with like what other what successful podcasts are doing like drafts like our, basically our tier talk like drafts will always do good lists and then any like hot topic you can hit on and hopefully somebody is like authentic and has like a differing opinion if not maybe maybe it's just it's a bit and you kind of somebody falls on the sword just for the sake of <laughs> sake of the content you never want to be fake yeah. um but like you know in those fun situations like it's it's important and yeah being authentic that's being authentic and consistent i would say are the two biggest things that's great advice you boys got anything else uh last one is what's been your favorite tier talk that oh my favorite tier talk that i participated in or that we've that we've just done uh let's go both all right um I I really liked the the ones I've done. My favorite was the cartoons. I love cartoons. I wish we would have been more specific with our lists. Like details are everything. And I think it serves you way more. It serves better on social media. Say we did best Nickelodeon characters. I'm all about like best supporting characters on Nickelodeon. Like best number twos on Nickelodeon. So like Twister, Patrick Starr, and Cosmo are like number twos. <laughs> um, but I like that one just because I'm a massive SpongeBob fan. It's in my Twitter bio. It's SpongeBob till I die. Mama made me, but Bikini Bottom raised me type stuff. <laughs> um, um, and awesome. then my favorite one that I've that we've listened in on. I think just because of the conversation around it, either with Leonard Fournette, fast food breakfasts, breakfasts, that's different. Um, breakfast. <laughs> I didn't even And uh, yeah, and because Leonard Fournette didn't have a number one, <laughs> which was iconic. And uh, I also liked the one with Rob uh, Tunyon and David Boxyar when they did like best drinking games solely for the conversation around it. They were, they were like really funny. I'm not a massive drinker. I, I enjoy the games, but it was like a super fratty conversation and hearing them go back and forth was like, it was entertaining. Yeah. Did you like the, uh, the emoji one was one of my favorites. Was Dude. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Let me rewind. The emoji is my favorite one. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. That, that one had been on my mind for a while. I am sad. I didn't get to 
participate. But Will, you know, Will had a lot of mine. Yeah. I love it. Boys, we got anything else? That's all I got. JP, this has been awesome, dude. I just want to say we appreciate uh, all the work that you do for Busting with the Boys because we love uh, watching the pod and all the clips, man. You do a great job. Appreciate it, bro. Thanks for having me on. I It means a lot, for real. You bet. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on, man. All right, bro. All right. Thank you, JP. What an awesome dude. Just a good guy. Just a cool guy dude. you want to have a beer with. Oh, yeah. Yep. Just hang out. He's a guy you want to date your daughter. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yes. That is very true. What a guy. Um, boys, spring game just happened. Um, the boys? I It was okay. So I've been trying to figure out if the offense was not good or if the defense is just really confusing. Yeah. I mean, the 3-3-5, was, it was interesting to watch. Something new, something we're not used to. But also, we practice against it. Or maybe we don't yeah. practice against it. Because a lot of other teams aren't going to run that, so maybe you don't practice against mm. it. I like that better. True. We'll go with that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good thought. It was a new defense they got thrown our way. <laughs> the fumbles. Were, that was bad. That was a concern. So, yeah, we could spin that, though. Like, we had so many fumbles, now we're just going to really make that. We're going to make ball security an emphasis. Sure. We're just going to hammer them. The, the, defense was, know. the defense was getting after the ball. I mean, a lot of them were on, like, handoffs, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's. Which isn't. Well, I mean, at spring. that level. That's what you'd practice in spring for. Yeah, you're right. It was cold. Uh, yeah, it was we won't cold. play in cold games, so no. we don't have to worry about that. No, not in the Big Ten. No. Um, Sims, Jeff Sims looked good. I think he looked, he's athletic. Yeah. Um, I still kind of hope Casey's the guy, just because I, I trust Casey. We saw what he did last year. He was he was not the problem last year. Yeah. But, I mean, Sims is a good option to have, it's obviously. I don't, what do you guys do? Do you want Sims or Casey? Is it too hard to tell? It's hard to tell right now. I Chris brought up a good point. I was talking to him the other day. He said, like, why would we bring in Sims if we weren't going to try to play him at all? Yeah. I think they'll, if they do go with Casey, I think Sims will be in certain packages. packages. I like that. I love when teams do that. Yeah. I don't know why they don't do it more often. Mm-hmm. I think you it's rotate gonna, every other position. Why not? I think it's going to be a true, like, quarterback battle, which we haven't really had because it was always Martinez, and then it was Casey. I think it, it'll be a good battle. I think both of them are going to get a lot better. Mm-hmm. Casey, the shoulder is still – I mean, he hasn't even been practicing. That's yeah. where I'm a little bit concerned. Like, Do we know what the injury – it's shoulder. Do we know what it is? Rotator cuff or probably. something? Not but it was sure. his non-throwing shoulder. Oh. Then I yeah. don't know. I mean, it's his, what, fifth year of college football. He's He doesn't super need it. But new system, it would be nice. I don't know. I'm not too worried. Yeah. Running backs looked good. Yeah. Except for a couple fumbles, but I think they ran the ball pretty well. Um, yeah. Yeah, be, defense looked good. I'll be honest. I watched probably like 10 plays. I kind of had a busy day, so this one's on you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what can you really tell from the spring yeah, game? Yeah, I'm never too big into the spring games anyways. Yeah. Like but just whatever. I was – the only reason I was like kind of interested because it was an actual game. Mm-hmm. Usually it's just like – they're barely tackling quarterbacks. It's basically flag football. But, I mean, it was live, which was cool. I thought the kickoff thing, I don't think it'll, like, last. I don't think it'll be a thing in, like, college. But it's smart to do in the spring game. Yeah. 
because it just eliminates injuries. Oh, speaking of injuries, we had like two or three offensive linemen go down. I think it was two. Really? It's not great. They. I thought I the offensive line looked. One of them came back in, but and then the other one stayed out. I can't remember who they were, but I the the O lines looked pretty decent. Yeah. Quarterbacks had a lot of time to. Maybe that's going up against a three three five. Maybe our D line's bad. Or maybe that's See, the problem the, with spring. The problem games. with the spring, you can spin it both yeah. ways. Unless you're Colorado, where you just leave your wide receivers wide open and make yeah. them look good. Yeah, exactly. Losers. <laughs> and the, yeah, Colorado. They had the stupid <laughs> little like helmet protectors on. Yeah, I saw yeah, that. I hate that. I get it for it. practices, yeah. like eliminate all. But it also like it's at the end of the day, a spring game. It's a scrimmage, but it's a you're playing. Right. You're not practicing. Mm-hmm. So you can't just hope you get like the NCAA changed the rule and you can wear it all season. Yeah. So that was a spring game. It was fun to watch, see football on the TV. Yeah. It's good. Oh, yeah. Um, fun to see rule out there. Solich was back. That was cool to see. Yeah. Now we just need to do the same thing with Bo. Yeah, bring back <laughs> Bo. At some point. I don't think Bo uh, would be as receptive. Uh, to yeah, it. I don't know about that one. <laughs> I'd be all for it. Oh, yeah. Well, I feel like he was good with the younger generation. We all liked him. He's more just a problem with the older crowd. They didn't really like his aggressiveness. So Mm -hmm. maybe in like 20 years. Yeah. Problem is I don't think Bo would come back because he didn't have the best things to say about Nebraska once he left. Just I think just the way he was percepted. And he did not get along with Eichhorst. True. Eichhorst is good. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yep, um, let's move into the down bads for the week. Trevin, do you want to start us? Oh, yeah. by the way, Trevin's still in the, the A&X. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, still working his way up. Had the option to get on the couch, but I didn't think I deserved it yet. Mm-hmm. He, and he took that on himself. That's yeah. a big move. Earn it. It. Earned, not given. Yep, exactly. my philosophy. Exactly. But yeah, my uh, down bad is Moms, oh. uh, because Bed Bath & Beyond went bankrupt. Really? Yeah, I don't know if you guys what? heard that, but I think either earlier today or yesterday they announced they are bankrupt, which was surprising because they always seem like to be a huge store, like just lots of stuff. People loved it, and somehow they're bankrupt. I don't know any details about it, but I always get that in Bed Bath and Beyond. What? Wait, did you say Bath Bed Bath and Beyond? Bed Bath and Beyond. Oh, I Bath and Body Works. That's what I was. Thinking. I always get a mix. Those yeah. are different things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> when which one is the big like the Bed Bath and Beyond? I think that's yeah. the one that's going out of business. Oh, well, now I should double Bath check. Bath and Body Works. Pretty can't, sure. They're no, so they're, popular. When I yeah, I always you could say one meaning the other, and I would still think it's the other one. Yeah. I I always get I mixed didn't up. know they were different things until right now. <laughs> Bath and Body Works is like. The one, if you walk in there and you don't take an Advil before, your head is throbbing when you walk yes. out. because of the smells. But yeah. it's popular. Yeah. Oh, it's maybe, very popular. Maybe I was thinking of Bed... I feel like Bed Bath & Beyond is popular, though, too. I could see that one maybe going not out. As that, like see, Amazon. That's like a... Yeah, Amazon. Like Target, Walmart. It was like... Like the... It was like a catch-all store. Yes. But now was, that's Amazon. Yes. Huh. But yeah, I guess there's a huge Wow. I guess there's a huge sale going on now while they're just like a closeout Ooh. sale. So get your stuff maybe take there's one not too far from here. Yeah. South Point. Yeah. Go yeah. hit it up. But 
moms are gonna be scrambling on where to where to shop now. Yeah, it's just all online it now. Yeah, that's what that's it is. True. That could be part of it too. But interesting. They're are you looking up if they're different? I just I was just confirming it is Bed Bath okay. and Beyond. Okay, so, yeah, I was gonna be shocked if there's no way Bath and Body Works. No. Yep. Interesting. That's a good one. Didn't know that. R.I.P. Yeah. Bed Bath and Beyond. Tough scene. Tough scene. P- Peters. My down bed is Colorado. Yeah. So <laughs> they sold out their little spring game. <laughs> Acute forty-five thousand people. Yep. We had sixty-six thousand, and it wasn't a sellout. Mm-hmm. So they played the spring game, and you know everybody seemed pretty happy. Seventeen players ventured the transfer portal in one day, two days since the portal opened. There were some that happened before. Oh, okay. Um, and then a lot happened after the spring game. They also had a player decommit, which I knew you knew there were going to be guys transferring out from last year, but a lot of them were like players who played a pretty big role. Mm-hmm. Like one was a defensive back, one was a wide receiver. So, and a lot, like a couple were big contributors too. So you expected to lose a lot of like kind of like fringe guys, like third and fourth string, like wide receivers, yeah. quarterbacks. Yep. When you have guys who made major impacts leaving, by the time this comes out, could be closer to 30 Yeah, guys hit the portal. And Dion's whole thing is, I'm not hard to find, I'm not hard to find. Apparently you're not because all your players are leaving. <laughs> so, Colorado. Colorado's down bad. I've seen a lot of Colorado fans just trying to spin it as like, well, we were 1-11 last year, we don't want those players. Which, I mean, that's true, but definitely not a good sign to have. 14 guys gone in one day. It's not great. And people are saying, well, Dion probably just told them to leave, told them they're not going to have a role on this team. But you need depth at some point. He also didn't make a huge splash. I mean, he brought in Shador. He brought in Travis Hunter. But, like, there aren't a bunch of – like, it wasn't flooded like people thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was supposed to be, like, all these five-star, former five-stars were coming to Colorado, and it was, like – he got a decent, he got a pretty good haul, like, but I don't know. I was worried about Colorado. I'm. We're gonna not, run them I out of the stadium. I hope they're just terrible this year. That'd yeah. be so fun. Just destroy them. Well, I might be a little worried about them in like three or four years, maybe yeah. two. But this year, I hope they just stink. It'd yeah. be so funny. Shut Dion up. It would be hilarious. They're start. That's starting to become like a big rivalry. Like I almost hate Colorado as much as Iowa now. It's getting yeah. close. Yeah. Which is fun. It yeah. Is fun. I don't know. I don't it's such it makes no sense. Like Dion to Colorado, like No. No sense. But we're gonna see. I don't think it's gonna be good. No, I don't think so either. Hmm. I hope not. It'll be bad. <laughs> At least this year. Thing is uh, worst case scenario is they're really bad but they still beat us. Like that tends to be the case yeah, with that us. That would suck. Because they were bad the t- they beat us two years in a row and they were bad both years. Yeah, the thing that changed it for me was when their ad came out and said don't let them or don't sell your tickets to house yeah. fans it's like those tickets are gonna be expensive yeah yeah we're i gonna, looked at some we gotta go though i think i want to at least go down there yeah maybe not tailgate getting, or something maybe not get yeah getting some fights <laughs> maybe we tag along with jp yeah i'm sure there's like some nebraska fans who like live in colorado that are like season tickets probably were pretty cheap oh, for Colorado. People, yeah, I've seen that. So it's like, yeah, why not just like buy season tickets for like 200 bucks for the year? Go to Colorado games on Saturdays. Like I, you can't 
go to every Husker game, so might as well just go. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's going to be, I'm not going to say 50-50 Husker fans. I would say it's at it's least. It's going to be close. I bet it's at least 40% yeah. Husker fans. Yeah. No, I've seen people like tweeting about how you can just buy season tickets for Colorado and then just sell every other game, which I bet a lot of Husker fans will do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I bet Colorado will try to tra- like uh, crack down on that. I don't know yeah, if they can. Their AD said, like, if you sell your tickets, we know who you are. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> okay, you're going to get rid of your stadium holds 45,000. You're going to kick out, even if it's 10,000. Like, yeah. You're already down a fourth of your season ticket holders. Mm-hmm. True. Colorado down bad. Yeah. Uh, my down bad is news anchors. Because we're not taking a side, but Tucker Carlson <laughs> and Don Lemon both got fired today, which is Monday. Which is, it's crazy that, I mean, Tucker's one of the biggest news personalities Oh, when out you there. think of Fox News, you think it's, of Tucker Carlson. Yeah. Tucker, yeah. And they're not even giving him, like, a farewell show. He's just, he's, he's gone. gone. He's just gone. So, something had to have happened. Though. Yeah. I don't, something and I, come out. I don't know any details about it. I just got both those notifications on my phone today, and I was like they're down bad yeah it's tough it's hard to say if i feel bad for tucker because i don't know what happened yeah we don't know what happened so either i feel bad for him or he deserved it yeah uh, yeah regardless of your side like tucker's really good at what he does mm-hmm. he's yeah. just electric he brings energy every night it's like he has, he'll like, he'll land up, unless he did something like really bad i think he'll be fine he'll yeah that's start why a podcast or something he'll be he, has he like, can do whatever he wants he has like but. three million nightly watchers oh yeah tune in. yeah i like, saw that's a crazy. bunch of people commenting like they're done with fox news yeah it's a bunch of people said we're gonna give fox news the bud light treatment so <laughs> <laughs> all those hardcore conservatives are yeah pretty pissed at fox news so. yeah a tough move for fox news i don't know what they're it's thinking. gotta be bad unless they had to yeah don lemon's pretty big at cnn yeah so I, yeah it's gotta be bad if you're if tucker does three million views a night and you get rid of him yeah it's got. It can't just be like kind of controversial. It's got to be bad. It's yeah. got to be like once this comes out, like yeah. it's canceled. Which yeah. reminder, we are recording on Monday. This just happened. So yeah. if he like so on something, Friday, something out, egregious, we, we don't want to hear it. Know. Don't yeah. want to hear it <laughs> on Friday when it comes out. When it comes out Tuesday and you comment on Friday, how could you say? <laughs> kind, how can you say you kind of feel bad? You could feel bad for yeah. him. I don't want to hear it. It's yep. Monday. Yeah. So I said disclaimer. If it's not a fireable offense. Feel bad for him. If it is, yes. if it then is, obviously, then I see he deserved support. It. Yes, yeah. he deserved it. Hate Tucker. We don't take a side for what he did. Maybe, yeah, maybe. <laughs> if it was he bad, sucks. <laughs> yeah. How could you do that, Tucker? <laughs> or how could you do that, Fox? Yeah, News. we yeah. don't know yet. We don't know. So don't, don't be quick it's to good chill out a little bit. It's good cover up by us. It is. Yeah. Good. good work, guys. <laughs> uh, all right, that's all we got today. Short episode, let's do a roulette spin and get out of here. We got some business to attend to. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Chris is going with twenty seven. I would assume for Fultz. Didn't say Uh oh. Oh no. Oh, and he just does that. I just clicked on the ad. He chokes. Clicked it. Clicked it. Oh, and it's just No, we're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We're fine. Okay. There we go. I'm gonna hit the same button I hit. Yeah, that's what it should have yeah, done. There we go. I'm going to get... I have 24. 24. Give me two. Two. 
bad pick. What do I want? What's jumping out to me? 34. Big Poppy. Big Poppy. We ready? What are we up to? Do we know? I think 25. This one's for 25. It's a pretty big roll. I'd take it. Starting getting there. I'd take it. Full screen. Sure. That's a good call. Yeah. All right. All right. Here we go. All right. Come on, two. I put you on two and five. That's That's fine. fine. We just know. Two, 24, 27, and 34. We're spinning. Come on. Come on, two. (gasps) 20. 29. 29. Uh, 29. Shoot. No one was really close. No. Chris Chris Uh, said with 27, but it's not close on the thing. No, no one's really close. (sighs) Okay. (sighs) Someday. Again? No. 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 I would. No. Pussy. Next time. Maybe we'll do two spins next time. All right. All right. Scared. (laughs) <laughs> huh? No, I was just trying to get you in the shot. Oh, thanks. Yeah. And I just do it again. No, we can't. Well, we could. We could, but Okay. <laughs> if you want to, yeah. you want to. Should we give Chris 27 again? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Same numbers? Same numbers. Yeah, same numbers. Same numbers. Yep. All right. <laughs> 2 and that's called peer pressure. Yeah, that is <laughs> something I'm really bad with. That's, 24. That's when you call it's a phone number. It's 1-800-GAMBLER. So does that mean that this is For 30? 30? It does? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Right. Give it a roll. It was 29. Come on. It was 29. Come on. Come on. Two. 24. Where is two? 17. 17. Not even close. Not even, Not close. even close. Nope. That was a quick uh, 34 spin. Thirty-four is right there. Oh, oh he was one away. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. <laughs> All oh. right, one so more. Black twenty-nine. <laughs> Kidding. Black twenty-nine and then seventeen. Black seventeen. Go. Dang it. Okay. That hurts. It's one off. Oh well. Yeah. Well, shout out to JP again. Great dude. Great interview. Thanks for coming on. Boys, anything else? Nope. Nope. All right. This is the Boys Down Bad Podcast. I'm Dylan. Peters. I'm Trev. Have yourselves a top 10 weekend. A Heard at Sports Network production.